Hello, guys. I know I'm back to my too late to be on here time again, but I'm Adrian Mayfield, just in case you have no idea who I am. I do have a website. I'm not going to go over all the resources that I have, but this is my website. I have books there. I have courses there called Triage. There's a triage series on issues like overcoming divorce, grief, church hurt, orphan, orphan spirit. And I also have a podcast, which is called Beauty for Ashes. So check out my website if you are interested in any of the resources that I have to offer you. Again, I'm Adrian Mayfield, just in case you just happen to land on here and have no idea who I am. So I wanted to come on tonight just because I think that it's worth discussing or having a conversation about something that happened to me earlier today. Well, many as many of you may know or may not be aware of um, Pastor Bill Johnson of Bethel Church, his wife passed away today. And so um, there were a lot of people from the body of Christ going over to express condolences, you know, and irrespective of wherever you land on their theology and what they believe or teach, we still are the body of Christ and we need to show compassion to people. So I went over to his Facebook page and I was going to express my condolences there. But the first message that was on the page kind of caught me by surprise because the message actually said, I'm so jealous of her and so sad for you. Well, immediately my alarm started going off because I'm thinking, well, if you're sad for her, that's almost like a death wish or saying you'd rather be in her place or you'd rather die. So I'm looking at this person. I click on them like, well, this is a leader in the body of Christ, almost half a million followers. And I'm like, what in the world's going on? Is she, I mean, is she suicidal? Is she okay? Like, why would she? say she was sad, she was jealous of her. So I wrote a response and basically asked, you know, are you, when you say you're jealous of her, are you saying that you wish you were in her place? Or I forgot exactly how I said it, but are you wishing you were in her place? Are you, are you saying you wish you were dead? And she didn't respond to me. But of course, as you know, how, how it is on social media with comments, one lady came, one lady responded and was like, well, I don't think that's what she meant. I think she just meant that, you know, heaven is such a beautiful place. It's such a wonderful place to be with Jesus. It's just, you know, an amazing thing. We all look forward to that. So I'm like, okay. I mean, granted, I know that's probably what she meant to say, but I just wrote to that person and said, okay, but I was asking her directly. Because again, when someone says to me, I'm jealous of someone that died, I'm not sure that they're saying they just love Jesus so much that they look forward to going to heaven one day. It could be a cry for help. It could be I'm on the brink of, you know, doing something crazy. I mean, you just never know. Because as a matter of fact, right before that, I was looking at my Facebook page and there was a man in a group that I'm in who was saying, my wife is leaving me. I still love her. She doesn't love me. And she wants a divorce. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I keep having these thoughts. I just don't know. Or maybe I should end it all because I just can't imagine life without her. So I'm reading this dude saying, my wife's about to leave me and I'm not going to be able to deal with this. And I'm thinking about how I can end it all. And then I come to this lady's page who's a Christian leader, half a million followers. And she's saying to Bill Johnson, I'm so jealous of your wife and I'm sad for you. So I'm like, well, you know, I don't know her. She doesn't know me, but let me, you know, let me at least throw out a lifeline. Is this, or is this a cry for help? Are you okay? 
So the first person tried to explain it. And then another lady right after her rebuked me. And she was like, shame on you. This is not the time or the place for you to, to be trying to start a debate. You just want to debate. I guess she went to my website and I mean, went to my Facebook page and maybe saw I was a lawyer or something. I don't because I don't know where debate came from, because all I said was, are you when, when you say you're jealous of her? Are you saying you wish you were in her place? That's not a debate. That's me asking for clarity to make sure that someone's OK. So anyway, I wrote a long response to her with a scripture and basically said, you know, I am attempting to do what I feel the Holy Spirit wanted me to do to make sure that she's OK. We have to be careful with our words. We have to be careful. People who use these these uh, skull emoji, you know, sometimes you'll see people who are telling jokes on, t like they tell a joke or they tell a story or they show a meme and then people say, I'm dead or I'm dying. Like words have power, guys. And I know some of you are going to be thinking, Adrian's so deep. She's so religious. Like why she got to be saying it's not all of that. That's not what people meant. Listen, I'm going to share some scriptures with you that lets you know that God is very serious about our words. And so I wasn't trying to, and I even said, I even said in my response, this, me asking her this was in no way an attempt to dishonor the passing of Pastor Johnson. I mean, I lost several family members to cancer. And even if I hadn't, I would never make joke or make light of that. But the in the Bible it says that the dead bury the dead, right? We still have a responsibility to those who are living that to make sure that they're okay, to make sure that people aren't walking around getting their emotions saying, I'm so jealous of her. Because a lot of people, you know, they might read that and think, oh, she's so deep. Like she just, she loves Jesus so much. She'd just rather be with Jesus than be here and, you know, that kind of thing. But I think it's very dangerous to make those kind of statements. and. We don't talk about some of these things a lot because sometimes we avoid the talk about the spirit realm and how things work in the spirit realm and the courtroom of heaven and all of those kinds of things. But people keep saying, Adrian, you need to do more teaching. You need to talk about that more. But and I probably do. <laughs> but I'm just trying to talk to people about regular everyday earthly stuff about how they need to live and treat people right and love people and read their Bibles and pray. I'm not sure that everyone's ready for it that teaching. So I just try to, you know, keep it in a way that everybody can understand because I feel like that's more of my lane. That's more of my call. So anyway, I just was, you know, of course, not trying to dishonor her, the death in any way, not trying to dishonor Pastor Bill in any way, but to say, hey, lady, think about this. You're a leader in the body of Christ. Are you okay? And if you just said this, you know, casually, like you think this is something people just say, are you in your emotions? Maybe you had a relationship with the lady and you're really sad. I don't know. But I do know that we should not say that we're jealous of somebody who died because it's very dangerous. The devil is a legalist. And trust me, he is ancient, like much older than we are. He knows the rules. He knows the laws. He knows how the kingdom of God works. And he knows that God is not going to compromise his throne, the justice and the righteousness of his throne for anything. So a lot of times he will get us to partner with him through our words. So then he can use those words to go and accuse us. So, you know, something that should have been just an admonition that came saying, hey, think about this. Are you OK? But if you were just saying this in jest, you might want to rethink that. 
turned into this whole thing of people trying to rebuke me. Well, not people, but this one lady rebuking me and then me having to kind of explain to her, this is what, this is what I, this is about. It's not an attack. It's not me trying to judge the lady. It's not me saying anything about that. It's not a big deal that has to be a lot for his wife, but to the living, to those who are alive, don't speak word curses over your own life. Don't partner with death and don't wish for your own death. Because like I was telling someone earlier today, when God is ready for you, he'll come get you. <laughs> Best believe when it's your time, he'll come get you. But for most of us, we're not ready to go because we want, we should want to be able to say, as Jesus said, Father, I finished the work that you gave me to do. And most of us still have a lot of work to do because we know people who aren't saved. We know people who don't love Jesus. We know people who don't know as much word or don't have the relationship with God that we have. So we could be discipling them. We could be teaching them. We could be sharing the gospel. We could be changing lives. We could be helping the poor. We could be taking care of orphans and widows, which is religion undefiled. There's a lot of things we can be doing. When God is ready for us, he'll come get us. But in the meantime, we don't need to just want to escape because the world's so bad. And it is crazy out here. I mean, granted, it's, it's pretty bad. But we are called to be light in dark places and salt in the earth. And so this live is just to share that experience. You know, and I said, God bless you at the end of it. And I really meant it. I prayed not to be offended. And I pray for Pastor Bill and his family. And we're going to do that at the end of this live. I'm only going to be on here for a short while longer, but I want to share a few scriptures with you. But the main thing is watch your words. Don't get into this cultural thing of jumping on the bandwagon and doing what everybody else is doing. Watch your words. Let's look at Proverbs 18, 21 first. I got five scriptures I want to go over. The first one is Proverbs 18, 21. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So that tells us we can speak life or we can speak death over ourselves. The choice is ours. And whichever we use our mouth and our tongue to do, we're going to eat the fruit of it. We're going to see the manifestation of it. We're going to live out those words in our lives. And much of the reason, I mean, I say this all the time, but God is God is a creator, right? And in the beginning, in Genesis, he spoke, right? It says he spoke and it happened. He spoke and it happened. He spoke and he appeared. It, and it appeared. We are creating his image. We have that same creative ability, right? So we create by our words. It just told us death and life are in the power of the tongue. You shall have what you say. You're going to eat the fruit of it. And so you have to be very careful about what you say. That's everyone, myself included. Be careful. Don't make jokes and ingest about things that you don't really want. Because if you spoke it out into the atmosphere, then you've given the spirit world permission to begin to bring it to pass whether for good or for bad. All right, let's look at Matthew 12, 36, 37. Matthew 12, 36, 37. It says, for I say, oh, no, no, no. It says, for I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account of in the day of judgment. For by thy words, I shall be justified. And by thy words, thou shall be condemned. Now, when you read these scriptures, Hopefully, you don't think, well, Adrian, you're crazy. You shouldn't have said none of people weren't talking. That man lost his wife. Why would you say something like that? You would see why I felt pressed to say, hey, look, wait a minute. Number one, are you okay? Like, are you so distraught or grief stricken that you need count? You need somebody to get to you, counsel you? Because people do crazy stuff live on social media. 
But secondarily, don't say something that you don't want to see the fruit of. And I, you know, before I deliver something like this, I think I take it to my own life first. And so I had to work, get with Holy Spirit today. And like, there's some things that I said, I don't want to bear the fruit of that. So let's deal with it. I need to repent. I need to confess. I need to deal with those things. And I need to make the opposite declaration over my life because this is a big deal. You see it. It's right here in scripture. And if we're believers, we believe the word of God. And if we're not believers, the word of God is still true. And it says that you're going to give an account for every idle word. So when you say, well, I was just joking. Well, I didn't mean it. The Bible says every idle word we speak, we're going to give an account of. All right. James 1.19 says, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak and slow to wrath. And this is important because this instructionally is telling us if we think about it before we say it, if we don't just blurt things out, if we don't just act impulsively, then that'll be better for everybody involved. Luke 19.20 says, and he said unto him, out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thy wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up what I had not laid down and reaping what I had not sown. sown. And this is about the um, the servants with the talents when he said he took his talent and hid it away, which I'm going to talk about that another day about our talents and what Jesus expects of us. But he was basically saying he told him why well, I hid it because I knew you were a tough man and I was afraid of what was going to happen. He's like, well, if you know I was a tough man, you should have known to make bring me a return on my investment. Do something with your life. I've invested this in you and you just thought, well, I'm just going to sit over here and do nothing because I'm scared I'm going to do the wrong thing. That's what that was about. That's Luke 19, 22. So we got two more, guys. The next one is James 3. This one's a little longer. James 3, 5 through 18. It's talking about the tongue and the dangers of using the tongue wrongfully. It says, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So it's the tongue among our, among our members. It defiles the whole body and set it on fire, the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. This is telling us that even the tongue, even though the tongue is small, it's not as big as a leg or arm, right? Or the heart, it has the ability to do some very disastrous things. Let's see. For every kind of beast bird, serpent, and things in the sea is tamed and have been tamed of mankind. So that means we've been able to tame things. We put them in zoos. We've been able to put every animal under subjection, but the tongue no man can tame. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith we bless, bless we God, even the father, and therefore we curse men which are made after the similitude of God. So we pray and bless God, but we curse his creation. We love, say we love God, but we hate his church. We say we love Jesus, but we don't want to be, we don't want to be with the church. We don't want to be with the people who are in church. It says, out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not be. Does a, mount, does a fountain send forth at the same time sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree bear olive berries? Can a vine, can a vine bear figs? So no fountain yields salt water and fresh. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his words with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envy and strife is, 
there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is pure, first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. And we know in another place in the Bible, it tells us as much as possible to be at peace with all men. So I have one last scripture for us to read. I'm going to read. I'm going to say the scripture. I want you to repeat the scripture after me. But I want us to take this really seriously, guys. Don't post those skull memes in your post. Don't say I'm dying when you when you laughing really hard at something. Don't use that term that people say I'm dead when something's really funny or they something really ridiculous has happened. And don't say you're jealous of someone who died. Very dangerous, guys. And I just want to sound alarm and warn us. So I'm going to say the scripture. I want you to repeat it after me, wherever you're watching it, whether you're watching it live now or on the replay. And then we're going to pray for Pastor Bill Johnson and his family. We're also going to pray for Pastor John Gray and his family. I'm sure there are plenty of other people that can use prayer, but those are the only two that I can think of right now that are on my mind. So we're going to pray. We're going to say this scripture aloud together. Then we're going to pray for them and then we'll close out. All right, it's Psalm 1914. You're going to repeat after me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let's say that one more time. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this reminder, this rebuke, this reminder that you have given us in love to mind our words, to watch our mouths. God, we thank you that you have given us the ability to be created in your image and help us use that creative ability for good. Father, forgive us for every idle word that we have spoken. We ask that you would cover with the blood of Jesus now. We pray against every vow or curse that we've spoken against our lives and against others. And we ask that you would forgive us. Any vow or curse that we've spoken against ourselves or others, we ask that you would block them out with the blood of Jesus. And that you would cover them over with the blood of Jesus. Father, we pray that you'll give us wisdom that you'll give us understanding that we might not curse our own lives and that we may not curse our brothers and sisters. May we speak life only and not death over our lives and the lives of others. And Father, we lift up Pastor Bill Johnson and the remainder and the rest of his family. We pray that you would cover them, that you would come close to their hearts. Your word says that you are near to the brokenhearted. And so we pray that you would be with them tonight and moving forward. We curse every spirit of grief that would seek to attack them and try to reside with them. We decree that they shall grieve healthily, that they shall receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit, and that you'll walk them through this process. We thank you for all those that will come and walk alongside them. We pray that people will speak with wisdom, people will speak with love, and that they will just cover and undergird Pastor Gil and the Pastor Bill and the remainder of his family, as well as Bethel Church, as they go through this time of loss. Now, Father God, we lift up Pastor John Gray. We pray health over his body. We pray for a turning of everything that is not your will in his life. 
We pray for Pastor Aventure and their children. We pray that you cover them, that you cover their hearts. We speak to every um, evil, wicked assignment. We say the Lord God rebuke you. The blood of Jesus is against you. We pray that there'll be glory in his life after this. Whatever has been allowed to happen through this situation, that you would get the glory. We pray for healing. We pray for reconciliation. We pray for genuine repentance. And we pray that you be glorified. Father, we are the body of Christ and we stand now asking you to give us the wisdom and the strategy to bring forth the unity that Jesus prayed for, that we would be one as you are one. We curse every spirit of division, every spirit of strife, every faction that would seek to come and separate us as the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ and we belong to you. May you unify us in love. May we root out everything that is not of you but may we do it in love. May we speak the truth in love. May we undergird and cover the weak. May the strong bear the infirmities of the weak and help us to reflect your glory in the earth. Your word says that by this, people will know we belong to you by how we love each other. So increase our love while increase our relationship with you, our revelation of your love for us so that we can love others. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, that's all I got for you tonight. God bless you. I pray dreams and visions. I pray that God will sing songs of deliverance over you while you sleep. If you're watching from YouTube, make sure you subscribe and share with someone who needs to be encouraged and someone who needs to be reminded to watch their mouth. Share with uh, your friends on Facebook and God bless you. Have a good night. May God watch over you and keep you again and sing songs of deliverance over you. May you have dreams and visions and may you hear his voice clearly saying, this is the way, walk in it. God bless you. Have a good night.